Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a man who, let's be honest, you know, when he came to Spurs, he went, oh God, he's going to keep us up. He's going to keep us up. This is the man who did far more than that. For the first time ever, he got us into the Champions League. League Cup final, FA Cup semi-final. Laid the foundations for where our wonderful team is today. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Harry Redknapp. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this special edition of the Spurs Show, listening all around the world. Joining tonight, my co-host, Mr. Theo Delaney. Hello. And a man who took us from the, let's face it, the brink of relegation through to the wonderful, wonderful time of the Champions League. The man who laid the foundations to where the club is right now, Mr. Harry Redknapp. Hooray! So tonight we're going to do sort of a two-part show uh, with Harry's time. Uh, for those of you listening at home, there'll be two special shows. Well, you're listening to it now, so you know this is one special show. Part two will be coming out shortly. Um, so uh, w- w- before we kind of kick off properly, um, before we discuss your time at, at, at Spurs, uh, we've got to talk about your latest job, which is, I mean, it's the old 2.8 games. You had to go into Birmingham City three games and keep them up what was that last game like and how, how, how did you end up there um, I don't know it sort of came out the blue I must be honest Zola Zola resigned on the uh, on a Monday night at Bangkok and they lost 2-0 home to Burton Albion and, uh, and and Franco resigned I got a phone call would I meet with the owners and I came to London and I took the job just for the last three games and I thought that would be it really I thought that would do me and a bit of 
hopefully I can keep them up and, and we managed to do it on the last game um, but then you know they asked me if I would take over and you know, I, I always say yes uh, so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm in uh, I'm in uh, I'm in for next year so oh, that's yeah. exclusive on the Spurs show that's wonderful yeah because I mean you know, you know football's your life I mean you yeah know, oh you, yeah no I love me I, you know you, you have to be able to get up in the morning with something to do. I mean, I, you know, I enjoy a game of golf. I'm not very good, but I enjoy a game in the summer. But you get up in the winter, I can't, you know, I'll go over to the cafe, have a cup of tea and, you know, a bit of breakfast. I mean, what am I going to do today? You know, now suddenly I'm going I'm to be slapping up the Birmingham every day. I mean, I must be fucking mad. <laughs> but Harry, do you think you can get them up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a big ask, but you've done it. You've performed miracles like that before. I don't know. I, don't know. I think, you know, the, the owners, I met the owners, they're ambitious. So, um, hopefully, I mean, listen, if we can loan Delhi Alley next year, <laughs> <laughs> Harry, Harry Kane, and, you know, <laughs> we, we've got a chance. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's an amazing. What was that last game like? Because obviously there was York, Birmingham, yeah. Forest, and Blackburn. It, it was nerve-wracking. I mean, you were I'm away, still, you were away. Well, uh, there was three games, you yeah. know. I knew Notts Forest would win. They were at home, full house, you know, home to Ipswich, who had been struggling a bit. So I thought, well... But I thought Brentford against Blackburn, that's, you know, Brentford are playing great, and I thought they'd get a result, you know. If, if, if Blackburn didn't win, we were safe. Suddenly, I'm stood on the touchline. After five minutes, the crowd, the Bristol City fans start singing 1-0 to the Blackburn. I thought, oh, no... <laughs> Five minutes later, they were singing 2-0 to the Blackburn and you're go, you know, going down, going down, you're getting sacked in the morning. I thought, oh, <laughs> I thought, oh dear. <laughs> and then suddenly we scored. We scored and uh, we, that was it. we hung on. It was, it was a good day. So, uh, so really when you sit it. down with owners and they go, we'd like to offer you this, yeah. do you kind of ask or do you already know who, who am I working with? Who are the players? Did, did you have no, any idea? I swear, I, it, uh, of all the teams... It, in the championship, I knew absolutely nothing about Birmingham. I mean, I'd not even seen them on TV. You know, they had Why would they, you? They hadn't turn been, off, wouldn't They you? hadn't been on the TV all year, yeah. and I've, I've gone in there, and, <laughs> I, you know, I just didn't know, really. It was, it was, it was so difficult. What, what do you do? What do, you, do you do a kind of crash course straight away and ask around? Give, a, lo- give a load of bollocks, you know. You just go... <laughs> you go, you go you go up, you go up to him, and you go. I've always fucking wanted to sign. You. <laughs> <laughs> hey, different class. <laughs> I try. I try to sign you when I was at Spurs, you know. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted you instead of Bow. <laughs> suddenly they feel ten foot tall. They think it's fucking. Yeah. Even, it's, I must be good. He wanted to sign oh, me instead of Bow. Simple as that. Yeah, simple as that. Oh, oh, Modric. It wasn't as good as you, Modric. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had Modric, but you had more to offer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll go out feeling ten foot tall. And we That's we true. win. <laughs> the secrets of football management. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, let's let's. You know, the reason you're here tonight is you know what you've done at the club that we all support and love. I mean, firstly, a lot of people here might not know that when you started your your own football career playing. You started, obviously, at Spurs in the 60s training. How did that well, happen? Yeah, I was where a, you lived? Well, I was a schoolboy. I played for East London schools, and uh, i never forget playing at Millwall, the old den. We, I played for East London boys against Wandsworth schoolboys in the final of an under-12 tw- uh, cup, you know? And after the game, I walked off, I remember walking off the pitch, and there was a, 
a real, it was a great guy called Dickie Walker. Dickie was a, a scout. He was an ex-player, um, and he was a, a scout at, um, at Tottenham. And he said to me, is your dad here, son? You know, he said, we'd like you to come to Tottenham. And so, anyway, on the Monday, the following Monday night, whatever, we, we meet him at, uh, he's going to meet us at White Hart Lane. How old are you at this 12, point? 12. You're 12. 12. I'm going to meet him, at, we meet him at White Hart Lane Station. Oh. And me and my dad, my dad was a docker, worked in the docks, and now we walk up to, to White Hart Lane, we're going to meet the great Bill Nicholson. That must have been unbelievable. You know, Bill, Nick, Bill Nicholson was a legend. He was the greatest Tottenham manager of all time. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to meet Bill Nick. <laughs> and like, you know... He was a very serious type of guy, you know, and I walk up there with my dad and so Bill Nick, you know, they tell me, I mean, I, was, I spoke to Steve Perriman yesterday and we were having a, having a laugh and Steve was saying, if you got a, got a well done out of Bill, you, it was a miracle, you know, he didn't throw too much praise at anybody. And I walked up and, you know, I was 12 years of age and, hello, Mr. You introduced, hello, Mr. Nicholson. He said, where do you play, son? I said, I play on the right. He said, do you score goals? I said, uh, no, not many. He said, I only, I only know one, uh, one wide right player. He said, who didn't score many goals. He said, and that was Stanley Matthews. He said, I don't think you're going to be as good as him, are you? I went, I went no, I don't think so, Mr Nicholson. So uh, that was it, really. But I used to go Tuesday and Thursday night to, to uh, Tottenham, train out on the, um, on the forecourt in the, by the car park. And we had a fellow called Tony Markey used to take us training. And then in the school holidays, I would go to Chesant, um, 13 years of age, get, you know, get on the bus, get on the bus, get on a train, find me way. And I had another kid from East London as well who used to go. So it was two of us and we'd go training at uh, Chesant. And, you know, talking to the great, there was a, a player there, I'm sure, it was a, a player called John White. John White was the most fantastic mm. Rob footballer. Was, Rob was on the previous show. Yeah. yeah. He was just the most amazing footballer. Um, and that, that, that team then, that double winning team of, you know, with, with John White, Dave Mackay, Danny Blanchflower, it was an amazing, Bobby Smith, Cliff Jones, Terry Dyson, uh, but John White, he, uh, John, unfortunately, he got struck by lightning, playing golf, he was early 20s, and, uh, but he was a genius, what a footballer. But that was a great Tottenham team, the double winning team at Tottenham was, uh, that was an amazing football team. Well, I mean, it's amazing that 12, 13 and all those years on, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we've been doing this podcast every week during the season since 2007. So for those of you that have been listening, that's, that's 10 years. <laughs> 10 wow. Years, 10 years we've been doing this. We all remember where, we, well, not where we were, but we all remember the time when, you know, Ramos... Um, how many? And, and, and we were, you know, we were, you know. We were in a terrible predicament. <laughs> a terrible I, don't know, I don't know how many points we had or how many games we'd, we'd played at that point. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, only two points from eight games. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll be, hey, lads, I'll, I'll be honest, though. I'll be honest. My missus could have kept that team up. I mean, it, you know, Gareth Bale, Luca Modric, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. Hey. The thing uh, is, uh, uh, anyone could have kept. They could have got the bloke out the pub up the road to kept them up. I mean, you say that, you say that, Harry. But my goodness, we were in terrible, terrible distress. No, Spurs fans all pulling no. our hair out, and I remember, I remember a lot of Spurs fans. I was one of them thinking, 
We are in serious trouble here, and there's only one man who'd probably it's get true. us out of this. Absolutely. And, right. and we thought Actually, it was yeah. probably you, and Daniel Levy Actually, obviously I had the same the thought. Jo- you know, I, and I haven't said this before, I turned the job down 18 months ago. Not turned, I went, to, you know, Daniel probably don't like me saying this now, but. I actually went and met Daniel Levy 18 months before I took that job. So after, is that after Martin? No, Martin was the manager. Right. And, you know, I, I, I was at Portsmouth and I just felt that you were going well, the team was going well. And I just, I said, well, why do you, you know, why do you want to get rid of the manager? Uh, and, you know, he had his own opinions about And I said, look, I don't think it will be a popular, Martin Yole's a very popular manager. He's done, yeah. mm. And I didn't feel it was a... He was, you know, and I said, I don't think, feel it's a good move, you know, for me to... I'm not going to be over... Yeah. They're not going to be overexcited about me taking over from him. I said, look, let's see how the next few games go and, uh, and, and have a look at it in, in three or four games' time. And funny enough, Tottenham, I think they went to Fulham that weekend and, and beat Fulham, and then they won again and went three or four mm. games off the spin and it sort of died a death. And then the next time I heard it, I'd, I'd been, uh, I was with Portsmouth, we played in Braga in the, uh, in the UEFA Cup, and uh, I got, uh, we stayed overnight, we played Thursday night as we, as we do in the UEFA Cup, and uh, Friday morning I got on the, on the coach to come back, to get into the airport, and I got a phone call um, from Daniel saying, you know, is it, could, he, could he meet me? Don't, you know, is all right to talk? There's no one sitting near you, is there? And all I'm going, no, I'm sitting on my own. <laughs> <laughs> the, chairman, the chairman's not there, is he? No, 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 I'm all right. Uh, OK, George. Yes, George. Yeah, yeah, George, yeah. You know, and uh, he's, can you meet me? And uh, so that night I went up, to, up to, um, to meet Daniel at his house and suddenly I took over for the first game, Bolton on the, uh, yeah. On the Sunday. Yeah. Remember it well. I mean, obviously that time, I mean, because it was, was it September or whatever? It was quite early on the season. Yeah. We had a terrible start on the Rambles. You couldn't bring anyone in. I mean, I know you no. sort of alluded, you didn't, didn't have to. But no. what, do you do, what do you do with the players you had? And what do you do on the coaching side? How does it well, work when you bring the people you like with, and the people you probably know who are already at the club? How, how does that work? What do you mean? To, to change the Yeah, to change stuff. it. What do, what do you say I to people? I change it to, I mean, you know... Um, the, the previous, the, the, they'd gone before I arrived, so, you know, it, it, was, it was room Just for me. Ramos had his own people. He had his own people, point. and then they left, and then I brought people like Tony Parks in to work with Gomez. Gomez was, at the time, he was having a nightmare, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, but he went on, I mean, he was a fantastic goalkeeper, uh, talent-wise. Yeah. But, you know, and, and I, uh, he had a, had a foreign goalkeeping coach. I brought Tony Parks in to work with him on more basic English type of, you know, dealing with crosses and everything that went with that, so... Um, yeah, we came in and, you know, we got a result there. We beat Bolton and then we had that great game at Arsenal on the, on the I think, Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah. What a game that was. Fantastic, So you, yeah. you, you already, so it was already right from the word go, it started to, to pick up and everything and the whole mood around the place changed. But then in the window, you did do quite a lot of business. So what was your thinking on that first window? You brought, just to remind you, you brought, you, uh, you brought back... Uh, Keenan Defoe and Chimbonda and also signed Mendes not Chimbonda yeah <laughs> um, are you sure Petra Mendes and Palacios <laughs> Palacios great Pal- yeah Palacios was a good player yeah great I mean uh, he, he gave us something I felt Palacios you know he gave us something that the, the club, he had that, you know, he was a little Some, bit... Something a, that David Bentley couldn't really like, provide. No, he was, he, he was a little bit like a Graham Roberts, you know, yeah. fantastic competitor. And he was a great lad. And uh, 
the turning point for him really, I mean, he was in great form for us, did a magnificent job. And I, I don't know if you know the sad, the genuine, the yeah, sad story of his brother yeah. getting kidnapped. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'll never forget we were playing Everton away. And um, he got the phone call um, two o'clock in the morning to, to, with the news that they'd found his young brother dead. His, young, his brother's supposed to have been a better player than him. He had five brothers in the family. The father was a fantastic footballer, but all the boys were all internationals, and the young one was supposed to be the best. Um, and Vin, he, you know, Wilson got the, the phone call saying his brother. And do you know what? He went and sat down in the lobby from, I think, from two o'clock in the morning and didn't, wouldn't ring me to wake me up to tell me. He sat down there to eight o'clock to, to ring my room to, to, you know, he was that kind of respectful boy. But from then on, he just seemed his game went. I don't know, obviously, you know. Yeah, understandable. He never recovered. It's going to affect you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, understandable. He never yeah. really recovered from that. But, but uh, you know, we've sort of gone on to have, you know, at the club good to... He was, if you think about it, in that, that, those years, he was our first defensive midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Spurs, is, I mean, it's a call after... But the first one was around the same time. First sort of decent one we had in a long time. Yeah, yeah. he was a, he no, was he a was revelation. A, he, was a, he was a great competitor and I loved him as a boy as well. Yeah. I mean, so, that first season, so we went from, you know, bottom three... And we ended up not only a credible eighth and with the best home defensive record that season in the entire league, we also had a League Cup final appearance. I mean, whenever Spurs lose at Wembley, it's been so many over so the recent years, I've erased them. But I do remember that League Cup final appearance against Man United at their pomp. Yeah. We played very well and we lost on penalties. Yeah. What was yeah. your memory of that day and, 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 and that whole build-up? Yeah, we did play well. Um, Aaron Lennon played very... You know, I remember him giving... Patrick... Patrick... Yeah. Yeah. We all, I mean, we all wish, you know, Aaron, the, uh, you know, a full recovery, whatever his problems are. And, uh, but he gave Patrice ever a, a difficult day that day. And we played very well. I thought mm. we were the better team, but obviously couldn't take penalties. <laughs> yeah. But when once you'd had such an amazing start, and of course the next season things got better, were you, did you think? Did you think this was a team you could get into the Champions League at that stage? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it was. They were great players, and I was lucky to to have so many good players. Really, you know, I remember the first time we played Modric inside. I mean, Luca was a left played on wide left. Mm. You know, everybody felt he was too small, and he was better playing out there, finding little pockets to play in. Mm. And we were playing Chelsea. Um, and I said, I'm going to play him central. And I remember, you know, one of the coaching staff said, Harry, he, he can't... How are you going to play him in there? They've got Essien, Lampard, Balak. He said, how's he going to cope? He, he'll get smashed. He, you know, what? he's not strong enough. And I said, he is. I said, he's, you know, he can, he's fantastic. Well, I'm going to play him in there. And I played him in there against Chelsea. We beat Chelsea, I mean, 2-0 that day. And he ran the game. He was mm. fantastic. Mm. And yeah. what a player, Luka Modric. Yeah, world-class world player, yeah. Well, I mean, that season, the 2010 season, that many of us here won't, won't forget in a hurry, you know, culminated in us qualifying for the Champions League for the very first time. Yeah. And our high, then, it was our highest ever Premier League finish in points tally. And it was also done in, in Spurs terms. With not, you didn't bring many players in. You brought in at that stage Crouch and Bassong. The two Carls, Norton and Walker, arrived. Walker was then loaned back anyway. Yeah. And then in that January, you brought Kabul in. Yeah. So, I mean, what was your sort of... I mean, OK, so you've got a centre-forward, a centre-half there, full-backs. Is that what you kind of think we definitely needed then? Sort of tighten up and more goals from 
Different positions? Yeah, just, you know, you're obviously, you know, making sure you've got a squad that can cope and mm. with injuries and whatever. But that was a, that was a, obviously that was a great, uh, a great season for us. And uh, the game at Man City was, was obviously the highlight. Well, we'll, you know, we'll come to that. I mean, that, the beginning of that season, I don't know if you know this, it was our best start in the top flight since this famous 60-61 season. Three wins out of three. So what do you do with the players you kind of had? What did you do? How do you, how do you change things around pre-season to go, right, we're going to have a real go here? What do you do with players? Um, well, we had a good pre... I can't remember where we went that pre-season, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, you, you, I, I just thought there was a good confidence around the place. I knew we had good players. That the players had a lot of confidence in each other. And I think we all felt we could really uh, go out and have a real go at it that year. And... Uh, you know, I certainly saw us being a, a team that could qualify for the Champions League. Before we look at the end of the season, for those of you listening, here's a quick break. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's, that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. And we're back. Is that correct? It's the magic, the magic of radio. Uh, that season to all of us. To me, it sort of came down at the end of the season to four key games. Three we won, one we lost. The loss was in the semi-final at Wembley. And we we still can't erase all the defeats at Wembley against your old club, Portsmouth. We all showed up thinking, well, we've won this. I know. So what happened that day? I don't know. I I think we had about 75 shots. And we just, it was just one of those days. We just couldn't, we missed chance after chance after chance. And uh, they got a couple of chances and stuck them away. But So you don't think there's a cut? Because obviously even since you left, you know, it was a low night, Chelsea a couple of weeks ago, we've got a wretched record at Wembley yeah. that the club are going to spend all their home games that next season. Yeah. Is there something there that we don't know about or just... No, I it? just think it's... I'll be honest with you, you know, this year when, it was only my opinion, when, when the Champions League games were going to be at Wembley, I said I thought it would be a massive disadvantage to Tottenham because I think White Hart Lane, the atmosphere is fantastic. And I just felt Wembley, big, different, Whatever you, however you try to replicate, you can't give them what you get at White Hart Lane. The crowd are on top of you, the place is jumping, it's intimidating for the away teams, they turn up and suddenly it's all tight. We know we're steaming, getting straight after them from the first whistle, winning tackles, winning challenges. Wembley was a slower game. I don't know. I just said I thought it would... And, and I must admit, I think Tottenham have got a team that can win the Premier League. I really do. I think... And I, I'm not saying it because I'm sitting here. I'll say it. I think still... I wouldn't swap Tottenham's team for Chelsea's team. I would have Tottenham... I would, I would have... 
I would have Tottenham start. I would have Tottenham start in eleven. Their best eleven. I think it's the best start, best eleven in the country. But do you think we'll struggle at Wembley next season? I think Wembley's going to be a problem. I couldn't. I couldn't sit here and say I think you know Tottenham will win the league. Because, because of playing because of Wembley. Wembley. Wembley, that's my honest opinion. Yeah. They're talking about making the pitch smaller, but that's not going to make much difference to the atmosphere, no, the is it? No, the crowd away away. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not yeah. the same. You know, I just think White Lane, when they're breathing down the, the opposition, it's a different game. So you think the key, do you think the key thing is keep this team together for yeah. that year so that then when they get into the new stadium, which of course yeah. is being built specifically to be near the, the, yeah. the playing sur- surface and everything? Yeah, oh no. This team is a team that is capable of winning the Premier League. It's a fantastic team in my opinion yeah I mean that season obviously we talked about the Portsmouth game and I, I, remember, I remember after you come out of Wembley look at the fixture, you go Arsenal Chelsea all in the same week this is you know to have any chance of finding Champions League and from all of us here two extraordinary matches yeah extraordinary games two games that even the most optimistic Spurs fan went that well, we're not going to, we just lost to Portsmouth. You know, got a good price well, on that. How, how, do you get, how do you get a team up? You just lost to Portsmouth. Mm. So, how do you get them up and go, come on, let's go again? And we've got to win these two games. Well, I think the players knew the importance of, of trying to. Maybe that was a problem, I don't know. Even at Wembley, you know, Champions League was, was, was all important it's to the try Holy Grail get there for the, the first time, time you know. And they were two massive games, you know, the Chelsea game. Uh, the Arsenal game were, were great, great wins for us, you know. It's brilliant tactical masterstroke getting Danny Rose to score that, that volley <laughs> early on. Was that one you worked on in training? Yeah. <laughs> no, when it dropped out of the sky, I went, no, Dan- no Danny! <laughs> then I went, oh, yes, Danny! <laughs> you know, the club are doing, obviously, the last season of White Hart Lane on YouTube and Facebook every day on my, my, my page, news page. That one comes in every single yeah. time. It's yeah. like... Oh, fantastic goal, wasn't it? But Danny, I used to say, I'll be honest, I used to say to Danny Rose, Danny was a left winger. And, uh, yeah. You know, he, yeah. kept, he, he had about 20 England under 21 caps, whatever, playing on the left wing. And I said, Danny, you're left back. You'll be a le-. He didn't want to play left back. He, wanted, he thought he was a left winger. I said, you'll never be, you'll, you'll play for England at left back, but you'll never play for England as a left winger. And, and you know... He was, he's such a different player. What a Why do you think that? What, what well, do you see he, I just player? didn't think he had the... That, uh, when you're stuck out there and someone's marking you, it's such yeah. a different game. Whereas when he's running onto it, he's got everything. He's got pace. He's, he's aggressive. Yeah. He's powerful. He's a fantastic left-back. And you I did think. play him at left-back, didn't you, at the end of that season? Because there was an injury. I can't remember who, who was the left-back. Someone got injured. Benoit. Benoit got injured and you played him. Benoit, he was mad. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I think I'm mad as well because I got a phone call yesterday from a listen, gospel trip. I've, only, I've agreed I, I might go to Birmingham. And suddenly I get a phone call with this guy. Oh, Mr. Redknapp, I've got a fantastic player for you. Oh, yes. Uh, one of your old players. Yes. <laughs> Benoit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, but seriously, do you know what? I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, championship. Yeah. Good player. Scored a great goal against uh, Liverpool. You know, somewhere inside you, you think, I can, get, I can get him going again. The only trouble, he, he really, I mean, he's, he's admitted he's, he wants to be a porn star. <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe I can get another year out of him before he decides to do that. <laughs> 
I, I thought he was a great fullback. Oh, yeah. he what a good player. Great goal against he Liverpool. What a home. good player. Great so shot. he could well end up in the Birmingham Colours next year, Benoit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. He must be pushing late 30s now, though, isn't he? I don't know. No, no, he's. No, no, he's yeah, I bet, no, I bet, got a couple of years in him. I wouldn't especially at that level. What would he be? 30? I think yeah. maximum. I, I wouldn't be sure, but yeah, I wouldn't have but thought he's. Only... But you. So Danny Rose, you played him at left back for the first time because he. At a necessity, so he, so he had to play at left back. He looked good, didn't he, towards the end of that season, I remember. Oh, Danny, I mean, and then he went on. And loan then he had that year at Sunderland. He was their player he of the year at left back. fantastic at Sunderland, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he's a, he's a fixture in the England team now, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. That season, it, it, I mean, we, you know, we all remember. It came down. I mean, you know, it was perfect for Sky Sky TV. It was that winner takes all game against Manchester City yeah. away. Mm. Who, you know, even then had the uh, Qatari money, you know, yeah, big money yeah. behind them. And then, I, you know, I read in your 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 great your, your last great book that tactically, I read that you did everything that all your coaches that you brought in. You went, you went against everything yeah. they told you the way to play. This you is a recurring went, theme. You just went, yeah. no. <laughs> so what is this? It's like a sixth sense where you go, no, I know we should do that, but no. And we just went at them, didn't we? We had to go. We had to go. I went with, you know, I played the two up front, two wingers. And I said, let's, you know, let's go for it. We can cause them problems. And, uh, and that's what we did. We, it was a great night, you know. It's a night I'll never forget, you know. And, uh, None of was, us will. It was, no, it was amazing, fantastic. Yeah. Well, that was the season. We're going to do two parts. So that's your first part. For now, join us for the second uh, part. Ladies and gentlemen, for now, Mr. Harry Redknapp. Thank you. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.